You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Broadcasting at the BRB Studios, this is The Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, they start the show with Have You Heard, the segment where they explore recent news, current events, and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about making partying great again? Or what are the 100 best comedies of all time, and why is your favorite not on there? That and a whole lot more. Welcome to The Big Red Van. boys here we are ready to go we back we back episode 17 ready to roll hello yeah. ready to go we made it in here even <laughs> despite all that traffic traffic oh my goodness see i, I had just got home <laughs> yeah. um the like eclipse was yesterday 20 minutes ago <laughs> it's tuesday now and i just got home yeah i didn't leave my house for a reason but you guys tell me about this you went south you went north Okay, let me let Both me just say really quick. Not a good place to go. Let me just say really quick. It would be nice if on the highway from Knoxville down to Chattanooga, it was three lanes the whole way at least. Preach. My goodness, when it gets down to two lanes for the longest time, there's no point. So I've heard they've already acquired the land for that. That that's in the works that they're going to be doing because so. the entire way in Georgia it's three lanes. The entire way to Chat uh, Atlanta, excuse me, it's three lanes. So, but and they've already acquired the plenty the of people commute between the Knoxville to Chattanooga area. Yes, and having two lanes is terrible. It's the worst. So everyone get together. Let's sign this petition right now and um, get three lanes going. It took you how long to get home though? An or hour and a half. No, two out over two hours. And it I had to get on a back road. It took me three hours to get home. A now, trip that is normally 18 miles, 19 miles on the interstate. Yeah, at 22 minutes <laughs> tops. It took me three hours. No. No, it thank you. It was absurd. Now, I was a little bit of a, an idiot. I did try and get off at the Loudon exit instead of the other exit. And mm. I got just stuck in like 45 minutes of standstill before I just said, you know what? Turning around and going back the other direction. <laughs> but I mean, to, I, even just to get from 50% of the distance took me at least an hour and a half. Like we didn't, we were only a few miles down the interstate and it took an hour. Like Oof. it was absurd. Just not moving, just crawling. See, I don't know. I probably would have been like you though, where I'm like, okay, I'm moving. I don't care if I'm going in the wrong direction. It's better than sitting still at this point on the interstate. I even claustrophobia would start to sit in, and I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> the density of people down there was so off the charts. I even was like, okay, surely to God, nobody is going to go all the way to like Vonor to go around all this traffic. When I turned on Loudon exit and I got stuck, I was like, okay, well, I'll just go that way because that's totally nobody lives out that way i can go down that highway and surely swing to god and, it's clear and swing around the long way cruise in for like nope. a couple of miles and i'm like oh awesome thank god you know like we can just mm-hmm. take the long way it'll take us 20 minutes but i'd rather do this than mm-hmm. sit in all that and we get on a few miles down the road and then it's just stopped again like not moving and i'm just like kill me i live two miles away <laughs> just let me go this car has all-wheel drive we can we can just go off-road like I was so ready to do that. I wonder how many pickup trucks were thinking the same thing and or doing the same thing. Oh, my God. 
it was so worst traffic day in history i'm gonna say for sure around here it's never been that bad ever 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 yeah around here it's not the worst i've ever been in but yeah around here but for sure it's not yeah. the worst you've ever been in but but was the other one like wreck induced that it kind was, of thing snowstorm and wreck yeah so so this just event traffic for it to affect <laughs> that wide of an area and seeing all the different license plates too Mm-hmm. Oh man, everywhere! Yeah. I saw some from Washington State, and I'm thinking to myself, "What are you doing down here?" Yeah, <laughs> could be a rental car though. You could have seen this in Oregon. Rental cars have other plates. That's guy, uh-huh. this guy over here. He's, he's got thinking all now. the answers. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a very good point. Yeah. Well, I know that when we walked up that hill, we crested that hill in my subdivision, oh. and we got a view of the roads, <laughs> yeah. and it was just crazy. So, everybody, have you heard? In St. Petersburg, Florida, 18-year-old Carnell Eugene steals a car and gets caught. Hmm. Pretty typical story, right? Come on, yeah. Carnell. Okay. To get to court, he steals another car. To get to that court hearing for stealing the first car. He yeah. takes okay. another Resor- stolen car. Okay. Resourceful. Said car obviously gets reported stolen. It's at the police station for his court hearing. I'm sorry, <laughs> the courthouse. Right. Yeah. Obviously, police are everywhere. While he's inside, the police happen to notice the car might be in the parking lot. So they go and approach the car, and he realizes that they are going to find his car he got there in. So when he leaves, he steals another car. Oh, boy. (sighs) Yeah, he's on fire. So he steals another car. Three for three. Now, that car, he didn't get very far in. Apparently, they kind of saw him leaving the parking lot in it, and someone's like, that's my car! You know, something along those lines. Probably the judge's car. (laughs) So cops catch him a few miles on the road, and by that point, they'd also cracked open the other stolen car. Come to find, he had left his court papers inside the second stolen car. Come so on, Carnell. On his way to his court hearing for stolen first car, gets busted stealing second car, then gets busted stealing third car, all in the same series of events. Oh, man. How does he do it? Epic. <laughs> Where was this? St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, that was a headline, and I just, mm, it was beautiful. Yeah, so he hit the trifecta of the... Got three in there. So you're going to catch me for stealing a car. I'm going to court, but I ain't got no money for the bus. Nobody give me a ride. Oh, left out the last detail. Also, in his pocket, when he got arrested for stealing the third car... He had the keys to another car. I was about to say that keys. had been reported stolen earlier that day as well. So a total of four. Four. Carnell, another one. Carnell stepping up his car game. <laughs> another one. I mean, shoot! In one day, God. His, his name was Carnell. <laughs> love it. I just picked <laughs> like up literally, like C A R N E L L. Love it. Carnell. Get him, Carnell. Or Carnell? No, it's Car. It's Carnell. <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Not at all. Everybody, have you heard? So this just went down in the NBA, and wait, drum roll. Yeah, you're gonna have to give it to us. Cavs and Celtics make a deal to trade, and they're trading Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, some guy I don't know, and a Nets draft pick. I like it a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. You do? Why? I like it for the Celtics a lot. You don't like it for the Cavs? Baggage for the Celtics. He's clearing way. You know, he's clearing Isaiah Thomas's contract, mm. which is filthy and just ridiculous. Mm. Jay Crowder's contract, which does not match up with his play on the court. Mm-hmm. So filthy and ridiculous. Dude, you don't know whose contract is 
probably something they don't need to be paying him. Mm-hmm. So they, they now have what? Gordon Hayward, Kyrie, Tatum that they just drafted. Mm-hmm. And then who else? Uh, Horford. Yeah. Jalen Brown. Jalen. Okay. Sophomore. So still more ammunition yeah. to go after Paul George in the offseason. Still more ammunition to go after someone else. They don't have to worry about the Russell Westbrook market. They don't have to worry about the point guard market this upcoming offseason. They got to worry about the LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. There you go, boy. That's the LeBron James market, the Paul George market, the Kevin Durant market. But I love it I think for Boston. The, the big Lee. I think the biggest <laughs> part about this is, though, Cavs getting these two. The two main pieces are Jay Carter and Isaiah that they're getting. But the biggest part about it is that it's looking like LeBron will now leave for sure. Yes, like because if anyone's sure trying happening. to sell me that Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas we'll keep LeBron. and a pick is what's going to get them over the hump to beat Golden State yeah. instead of Kyrie, nah. I mean, how many more years does LeBron have anyways? I mean, one, maybe one more year. What, well, with the Cavs, under contract. Oh, under contract. And yeah. who's to say he wants to keep playing? He could retire. He could, you know. All signs yeah. point to L.A., right, Malcolm? Yeah, exactly. All, all signs he might point go to Lakers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. That's what all the cryptic tweets and the <clears throat> quote-unquote experts think. But. Maybe playing with Lonzo Ball. You've heard enough of that name. Yeah. So. <laughs> now I like Lonzo. I do. So his daddy's just stupid. <laughs> can't stand him, man. Yeah. Tie up them shoes. <clears throat> Everybody have you heard? All right, so more Netflix news. Oh, I like we, it. We were talking about the the eclipse, and Netflix does usually does not release data information especially during the year it's stock market um, reasons and things like Mm -hmm. that that they don't but they generally are pretty tight-lipped about all of their usage and subscriptions and things like that that are relatively real-time numbers so they made a joke they sent out a tweet Uh, it was relatively uh, cleverly worded tweet i didn't write it down or screenshot it or anything but it was something about the eclipse that viewership dropped 10 percent during the eclipse so basically the duration of the coast to coast eclipse mm-hmm. which was a few hours right they track everything from not only what you search what you type in when you pause things what screen you go to and there's algorithms built into everything that netflix does that mm-hmm. suggests more or whatever um times this times that so it was something that they noticed that viewership dropped an overall 10% during the eclipse. Mm. And it was something that they were kind of in a passive-aggressive kind of way, kind of raising their hand and saying, don't forget about us over here. You know, <laughs> hey, we're still over here. Come come watch some Netflix. So it was, it was pretty cool. They've been outdone, obviously, by the Super Bowl and elections in the past. Um, but they just were having fun with the tweet. I thought it was funny because we talked about Netflix last episode. Uh, but it was really, really cool that Forbes predicted about $700 million worth of lost productivity during the eclipse. And it was wow. funny how Netflix was trying to capitalize on some of that <laughs> also. So, mm. uh, anyway. like it's cool. We have a mobile app. You can watch it while the eclipse is going yeah. on. Right. Just, yeah. You know, you can still hear the office. Yeah. <laughs> you can just look down and then look at us. Yeah. Look up and then look at us. Yeah, take your glasses off. Yeah. So. Everybody, have you heard? Something else Netflix really quick and Jerry Seinfeld related. So have you heard anything Jerry Seinfeld Netflix related? Like a new comedy special? Yeah. I mean, he re- he released one in January that came out. Some 24 Emmy-nominated special. Oh. The Comedians in Cars Drinking Coffee oh, well, or something I, like that. Oh, I'm talking about a like a comedy special. Like a stage 
This one is. Okay, yeah, that's it, what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a one hour, and it's a super behind-the-scenes Jerry Seinfeld, everything that people that are hardcore Seinfeld fans are going to want to see. Hmm. Things like uh, his notepad, his legal pads of all of his jokes that he re- he like literally writes jokes down on legal pads that he has since 1975. And he just keeps them all. And, and he keeps them all. That's and cool. And he's going to show them that. Um, some videos from when he was a child. Stuff like that. And then he's obviously going to perform all of the jokes that made him famous that really kind of helped his Oh, he's going to do like a montage of all the best? All of them. Oh, that, that's probably going to be awesome. And it's a it's a one-hour special. It's premiering in September 19th. Yeah, September 19th is the day that it's going to premiere on Netflix. And it's going to be done from New York City, the famed comedy club called The Comic Strip. So yeah. it's going to be pretty cool. So catch that on Netflix. Uh, Seinf- Jerry before Seinfeld. Is the name of what it is. Hmm. So hmm. it'll be pretty cool. Everybody, have you heard? So, some museum visitors photo stunt in a London museum damaged an 800 year old coffin. Whoa. Yeah. What kind of museum? Like a history museum. Okay. I didn't know if it's like the Egypt exhibit. Oh, or no. Like... I was going to get to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't ask my you're question. Good. You're good. Well, um, so, what Tut. happened was. This family picked up their child and set them into the display, lifting the child up over the barrier around the exhibit. Of course, this child is moving around in the coffin, and it decides to fall off of its stilts, and of course it breaks the coffin. So the family, being responsible people, pick up the kid and scoot right on out of the museum. Oh my... They don't say and it's word. all caught on video. All caught on closed circuit television. Um, they, how old was the kid? You say? I was just a little kid. They didn't even. You, you can't even tell if it's boy or girl. It's just like a little kid. Hmm. But these parents are just being pick awesome. them up, put them over the gate. Yeah, like over the you know there's a railing around this exhibit. <laughs> they go up over the railing, put the kid up in this. It's a sandstone coffin, so kind of like an Egyptian coffin. You know, like it's made of rock. Got it. Uh, but it was from England, 13th century. It was like a monk's coffin. Hmm. A uh, Cluniac monk. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Yeah. Cluniac. <laughs> Seems like a fun but word. People are just awesome, aren't they? I mean, people just never fail you. Like, yeah. Here, kid, let's get us a good picture inside the place you're not supposed to go. Oh, shit, we broke it. Let's go. <laughs> well, you just you just activated something there. The things that parents will do with their kids and stage them in different ways to get a picture. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Here, oh my kid, gosh! Take a pic with the gorilla. <laughs> Here, yeah, sit on the edge of that rock right there, right there where you, it's a five hundred foot crevasse. <laughs> you can fall to your death, but we got to get this angle, yo. Yeah, so I, that's always bothered me, but because my wife toes that line, you know, <laughs> she toes that she line. toes that line. <laughs> you know, she put Macy in a cut out pumpkin when macy was a baby ended up being a cute oh picture. i remember that picture it, it was a good picture. it was a cute picture but it was cold outside you know <laughs> i'm thinking oh, come on neighbors can see us we can't be doing this <laughs> cold get arrested for stuff like that these days everybody have you heard all right so this is going to be a really fun one vanity fair recently reviews the list of the 100 greatest comedy movies of all time, awesome. So the you're going to tell us some, aren't you? I'm, I've got a good good bit of them. I'm yeah. ready. I've got a good bit of them. So what I was going to do was I was hope hoping to take some rapid fire or some guesses from you guys, and then be able to tell you if it was on the list, not on the list, 
and then where it ranked, I wrote down quite a few of them. So, okay. but I do remember a lot of them. Anyway, they are reviewing this list. Two, the list was compiled compiled by 250 movie critics from all over the country, and it was released by. I forget the name of the magazine. I should be giving them credit. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, anyway, this this was really, really fun. They were trying to, I guess the people reviewing it at Vanity Fair were trying to decide exactly how they determined the top ten and then therefore the subsequent rest of them just because was a comedy determined by a movie that actually made you laugh out loud multiple times or was it something that earned respect over time through their technique and through their like the significance culturally of the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm thinking I the first two movies that popped into my head, first example was one that actually makes you laugh out loud multiple times. My head said Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And then, or one that you earn respect for through te- their technique and then cultural significance, things like that. I thought The Big Lebowski. I was about to say that. So those were literally the – when they gave those examples, I was like, okay, I see the differences in comedy. Got it. It's just a matter of how these critics ranked them. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought felt the need to write down a bunch of them because I might rank them differently. At least they were on the list. And there was – Dumb and Dumber wasn't on the list. Oh. Anywhere. Probably because it's just all fart and tit jokes. Well, that and I'm sure if if the average age of the people reviewing it was – Let's just not to be an ageist, but to be like if they were like fifty eight, the average age of them, they're not gonna like Dumb and Dumber the way that I am at thirty five. So. Or if they're like ninety and they say Three Stooges or something. Well, don't with the Three Stooges. <laughs> All right, but we can go. Give me give me a couple guesses of some movie comedy movies that you would say are like all time funny ones. Old school. On there? Not on the list. <gasps> Adam Sandler has to have something on the list. I guess the best place to start would be your favorite, like your top five. You don't have to give me your top five, but the, uh, the ones that are your favorite comedies. You said The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski was actually number 11 on the list. Damn right. I'm going to go with uh, Anchorman. Fun fact about Anchorman. That, it's actually the highest ranked movie release since 2000. Number 33 for mm. Anchorman. Wow. That's solid. So if that guess if that goes with any of your other guesses, hmm. it was definitely mine. Dodgeball, not on there. <sighs> Happy Gilmore, Ooh. not on there. What? This this list is BS. <laughs> it really is. Uh, is if Billy it... Madison on there? Nope. Get out of here. Water Tommy Boy? Boy. Oh yeah, Tommy Boy. No. What? Again, I I'm Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> No, see, and all of these movies you're listing are all in the same vein. Yeah, they are. I know. But they're all the the same kind of movie, just with different (sighs) plot stories. All right, you're going to have to give us some. What are are we looking at? I've I've talked about this movie before. One of my favorite comedies of all time is Caddyshack. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Caddyshack was number 65. And now you're on a different vein. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. There you go. Number 95. On the list, but number 95. Okay. The Hangover was number 98. Wow. Okay. Office Space. Oh, yes. Milton, okay. Milton and his stapler. Yeah. <clears throat> I, believe, I believe I'm a stapler. <laughs> I wouldn't really say I'm missing it, Bob. Uh, number 80 for Office Space. Okay. But then right in behind it, this I was very you know pissed about this one. Something About Mary was number 81. But that, that movie's that, hilarious. But that movie's one of the funniest movies yeah. ever. So... That in my that's a top ten. So Step Brothers, 
Yeah, oh, okay. It's on the list. Where you think it lands? It's low. 64. What? 64. Also, all these other, like... What did you say was Step 65? Caddyshack. Pissed. When I saw Step Brothers, <laughs> I love Step Brothers. I think but it's just because was Step Brothers is so quotable. That's just, that's gotta be why. All right. I'm burying you alive. <laughs> so, I'm... There's probably only two, maybe three, of the top ten that you would have a chance at guessing. One of them is a, Bill Murray is in it. I'll give you that hint. Listen, Groundhog you can Day. Groundhog, Groundhog yeah. Day. Number four was voted the number four funniest comedy of all time because it's that's a good one. It made me laugh. Or I, I like guess it. oh, I, I won't say Blues funniest. Brothers. It was voted the best fourth best. Blues Brothers is on the list. Illinois Nazis. It was like twenty something. It was high. I hate mm. Illinois Nazis. So name something high. Name something high. That we might recognize. Uh, how about this? I'll, I'll name it in this way. I'll ask a question. What do you think was ranked higher out of these three? Zoolander, Princess Bride, Borat. Because of the type of list, I'm going to say Princess Bride. Agreed. Is that the top of the list? Nope. Borat, then. Borat was at 41. 41. Princess wow. Bride was at 78. And Zoolander was at 88. Huh. I'll give it to Borat because Borat was innovative with their type of movie. Like... True. Not everyone was an actor. Like they brought in real people that had no idea that he was playing a character, and that's how they got some of their most hilarious scenes in that movie. So that was just it was creative. I'll give him that. So think would that put Bruno on the list then? No. Yeah, but Bruno is a little excessive. And yeah. Different. Bruno did not make the list. <laughs> do you guys yeah. ever see the movie Raising Arizona with Nicolas Cage and John Goodman? I did not. Know. Oh my god. No. Raising Arizona is so funny. It was number 32. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, of course. Mm. It was number 15. Wow, that high? Yes, sir. Impressed. The movie Airplane with the late, great Leslie Nielsen. It was number seven. (laughs) Don't call me Shirley. Shirley, you can't be serious. (laughs) I am serious and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) Young Frankenstein was number 22. (gasps) Blazing Saddles. You ever seen that? Oh, of course. A hundred times. Did I tell you I watched Young Frankenstein the other, like... Like a week or two ago? No. Just, I just, it's on Netflix and I saw it and I was like, yes. Perfect. Yes. Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein. (laughs) And then Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks and the Black Sheriff. Oh, God. So funny. You ever seen Blazing Saddles? No. You haven't? I haven't seen it. We were right there talking about you and your culture with your movies. (laughs) You haven't seen Blazing Saddles? (laughs) No. Oh, that's a, that's a must. Um, (laughs) You ever see the movie Trading Places? Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Mm. That's a really good one. That's another. That's a really, really good one. That's like, you've got to watch that in Coming to America. Oh, Coming yep. to America is great. <laughs> so, um, I think that's my list. Did I say, I did say trading. Oh, I didn't say this one. Team America World Police made the list. America! Haven't seen it. Yeah, you haven't? I heard y'all talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Today. It was number 61. Pulp Fiction was on this list. Number 46. Uh, that as a comedy? Yeah. As a comedy. I mean, dark, there are parts that are funny, dark but there comedy. are very not funny parts. Again, I, I guess I tried to emphasize the ones that earn respect through technique and cultural significance. Yeah. You know, that's where that one falls. Bring but, out the gimp. Like I said, Big Lebowski was number 11. So Big Lebowski and Caddyshack were two of my favorites. And Lebowski was 11. Caddyshack was 65. I was okay with those numbers because I'm sure there was some old fart get off my lawn types that did this list. You know, so I'm I'm good with it. But you have to give them the credit. The fact that there's nothing are... that Seth Rogen or those guys have done that was considered for the list, because they are pretty witty with their comedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't know if I agreed totally with it, but it was fun. So here's the top ten. 
the most recent movie in the top 10 is Groundhog Day in 1993. Give me a ding on the soundboard if you have heard of these, all right? <clears throat> Number 10, The General from 1926. Negative. <clears throat> Number 9, this is Spinal Tap, 1984. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I haven't. Turn it up to 11. That movie, dude. Okay, Malcolm, it's a mockumentary is what it's called. Oh, okay. It's, it's just like, yeah. it's supposed to be like a documentary, but it's all fake and actors, and it's over the top, and it's like of an 80s hair metal band, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's good, so. <laughs> Playtime, 1967. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Airplane, 1980. Dang, definite. Life of Brian, 1979. Oh, yes. I've heard of that Also one. Monty Python. Yeah. Duck Soup, 1933. Nope. Nope. Groundhog Day, 1993. Nope. Annie Hall, Woody Allen Classic, 1977. Nope. Heard of it, never seen it. Dr. Strangelove, 1964. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a comedy? That's what they said. <clears throat> what? The number one comedy of all time, Some Like It Hot. 1959. Never seen it. Me neither. Who's, mom, who's the stars of this? this is like a... I didn't write that. I didn't have enough room. Look at that, that list. I didn't have enough room for that. But my mom would be very disappointed in me for not having heard of a lot of those. Because <laughs> she's a black and white movie kind of person. Mm. Loves those. You guys were talking about... Who? Audrey Hepburn outside, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom would be angry at me if I didn't know some of these. Gosh, that's that, probably a movie she's in and we're all just idiots. Yeah. Some <laughs> like it hot. Oh, man. Some like it hot. So somebody let us know. Somebody <laughs> send us a message on Facebook and email something. Let us know if you know any of these top ten. Everybody have you heard. Y'all gonna love this one. Donald Trump designed ecstasy pills seized in Germany by local police. Okay. I was... Run that back. I was taking that slow. <clears throat> Donald Trump designed some ecstasy pills. No. What? He didn't. Okay. Someone pressed some ecstasy pills in the shape of Donald Trump's face. Okay. They are orange, carrot-colored orange, to be specific, is how they are described. Mm. That worked. (laughs) So it was a father and a son. They had 5,000 of them on them. Got it. They were an Austrian father and son, and they were coming from Newfoundland, which is where they think the drugs probably came from. But, yeah. Uh, So So there's a market for... Orange carrot Trump ecstasy in Newfoundland? Uh, it's Europe, man. There's probably ecstasy everywhere. I don't know. But, but Trump-related? So they are Donald Trump's face on the front, and on the back of them, it actually has his family name as it originally was. I'm sure you probably heard this. Like, Trump is actually mm-hmm. his family's name, and then they changed it to Trump mm-hmm. a couple of generations back. So it says Trump on the back of it, and then his face on the front, and they're <laughs> carrot orange. Uh, the total street value they said of those five thousand pills was forty seven thousand dollars, <laughs> and apparently the like selling term that like drug dealers were using to sell them. This is according to like their like, reports from them was it was to make partying great again. Hmm. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> <laughs> to make partying great again. <laughs> that's great. Ha- that's perfect. I, isn't it? I mean, and it was Germany is where it was. But how embarrassing is it, man, that other countries are... That's making fun of America right there yeah, is what that is. is. It is. 100%. Don't stare at the eclipse. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't even. Did you he, see that picture? Yes, I saw that picture. He's going to defy everything. I mean, I'll give him a break. It was probably just like... 
yeah, he just for that moment because they had like a hundred other pictures of him with his glasses on. So yeah. it's not fair to say that he was just out there staring at the eclipse. after he was urged to put them on. Is yeah. what's told to us. Oh yeah, of course. But it's still just freaking hilarious to see a picture of him with everybody else around him with the glasses on. He's pointing up at the air, going, "Look at it!" with his eyes squinted, like. Mm. That's just freaking funny. I'm sorry, but it is funny. <laughs> yeah, half the country's saying, keep looking at it. Keep looking at it. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? About MTV's plans? Well, how about this? Have you heard about their uh, CEO, the guy that recently took charge of MTV, as well as running VH1 and the Logo Network? Mm. This guy, Chris McCarthy. Ever heard of him? They're doing stuff other than like 16 and Pregnant? Yeah, that was one thing that he... His initial charge was to come in and just kill all that trash, get rid of all the dead weight, you know, just totally get rid of all that gross. They have some terrible shows. I mean, just put nothing up there. And so he's trying to get back to music videos, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll we'll maybe get there. But this this headline is about MTV to return for another season of Fear Factor with Ludacris as the host. (laughs) Hmm. So last season they had a. eight episode season that went really well as far as ratings go last season was huge for fear factor it was rated the best premiere in two years for them and it was their biggest june since 2011 up 12 percent in share since then hmm. in market share so since the the release of fear factor last year so fear factor is nothing without joe rogan yeah i, I that's how i am you know but maybe a different generation that has a, such a disconnect without having it for so long and it's new to them. He was such a good pep talker like when people are pouring the bugs down their shirt. He'd be like, come on you can do well, it. Well that's the thing, Joe Rogan was the perfect yeah. personality for it with his mm-hmm. rough and rugged mm-hmm. style and all that. He'd talk shit to your face yeah. you know, <laughs> tell you that you were weak for not eating that bull penis but <laughs> oh my, drenched in barbecue sauce mm, mm, that's good no, but uh, like I said, he oversees VH1 and Logo, and he is find he's committed to finding new ways to reach the millennial viewers. Uh, he's looking at this. Uh, it's a twenty episode season instead of eight episodes, so they're coming back strong with Fear Factor, and then they're looking at re-releasing TRL Live or TRL Total Request Live. Remember that? Um, is that a real question? Because of course <laughs> I remember TRL. Do you remember TRL? No, I don't. You, you were probably just, went. Yeah, yeah, just on the outside of that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Like, that was like, had to get off the bus in time to get to the TV so we could watch TRL. Really? Because it came on at like 4 o'clock or something like that in the afternoon. It was like a prime time afternoon show. And it was like an hour or two hour segment, and they played the top ten with a gajillion commercials in between every song, because that's how you do a show like that. And And then they cut off the last 30 seconds of every song. Because they're like, no, time's precious. Need another commercial. But it was also before the age of Twitter and all that, where communicating with people was all done over the uh, telephone line. Yeah, you had to call in and to call. So, like American Idol style. The way that they without texting it. The way they could interact with them now is pretty interesting. That they could dive into a lot of different ways. So I think they should come back with singled out. I think they should re-release that because it's he's in a total reboot mode. He's trying to look back at the things that were successful years ago. So that's why I said maybe with these music videos, mm-hmm. maybe they get back into what MTV was really good at. But with YouTube, this Vivo thing on YouTube, yeah. people were always watching that. They've got such a hold on it, the millennial crowd anyway. I don't know that MTV would have, like they'd have all, to spend like a lot the of free money. free streaming music videos, is yeah. that what that is? Yeah. I've never got really messed with that. Well, I mean, for people to watch it on their television instead of watching it on their phone. 
or right. their iPad or whatever would be a diff- difficult sell to mm-hmm. the millennials, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. That's how Despacito was able to get so many views. Everybody, have you heard? It's happening, y'all. Chuck E. Cheese is getting rid of the robots. Thank goodness. Yes. You know how much these creeped me out as a kid? <laughs> like the curtains opening and then seeing these big, giant mice. Oh, I know. dude, Chef Pasquale was... Chef Pasquale was the worst. Oh my goodness! That, I didn't know their the names. whole band. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget Pasquale. That's one of those things. So, um, yeah, fact check. They're me. just they're just uh, they're just modernizing. They're getting rid of the creepy robots because back twenty five years ago, animatronics animatronics like that was cool to kids. Nowadays, they're like, why is it weird looking? Like, mm-hmm. like, do we need three D glasses or something? Like, you know. <laughs> Kids are just totally. I used to get up on the stage <laughs> yeah. they clo- after they closed the curtains and no employees were looking. Me and my siblings would get up on the stage, nice, and wait for them to open back up. I was too oh afraid of them, but they're uh, so they're gonna make like kitchens. I think this is actually really really cool because it probably would teach kids some stuff. But so now it's gonna be like window, a, a big party room, just like how the, where all the tables and mm-hmm. stuff are, and then the kitchen is attached to the wall of that room and it's all open windows so you can see the the pizza guys making pizzas and then also the oven wraps around that wall too and the oven is see-through so the kids can essentially watch the pizza guys make a pizza put it together put in the oven and watch it as it cooks and get to see how pizza is made huh there so, you go thought that was really cool um they yeah. gonna pay the kids dressed up as chucky to come out a little bit more often and be friendly <laughs> to the kids damn it uh they should, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, they're just, just modernizing. Just make more arcade space. Do that. Uh, they're also make surprise. That's not the move because that's where you can make money. Yeah, it's seating around big dance floors as well, where there's like a disco style dance floor where they've got lights. Oh yeah, because kids these days love disco dancing. Let's do that. Well, you know, music and and get out there and dance. Shit, know? man, put arcades in there for t- today's kids. I remember one time I felt not I don't really feel bad as freaking an arcade but one time we were at a birthday party for like one of my nephews or nieces or something a long time ago and there was a uh, what looked like a Converse shoe that was a basketball game okay mm-hmm. but it was meant for little kids and I was just tall enough to just stand right on the side of it and then just go flicker 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 with my finger mm-hmm. right inside the net ticket city oh my God, Loaded. we oh we just we we're high scoring out the wazoo. Like the kids were just playing, having fun, and I'm just yeah. standing there on the side, just with my hand going, just sitting there flicking my finger back and forth, and it's just like ding 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 ding. you figured it out like that casino guy we were talking about in the last episode. Oh, we had piles of tickets, stacks, piles. I'll take. All of it. <laughs> and no, nobody ever came over and cared one slightest bit. They're like, he figured it out. <laughs> like, How do you win? Like, but it was great. Cause the they're kids, just hoping that they're not the next one to put the mouse head on. Dude, here's a second thing. And I promise this was not us stealing anything. But one, this was like I was in usually high school. That's <laughs> usually a, a way no, to start a conversation. It was, it was in where. the trash. Okay. Even so better. We are walking you from a parking lot. Kind of. It was st- like. It was behind the It was building. fair game, damn it. <laughs> it was next to the dumpster. It was an old machine mm-hmm. sitting next to the dumpster, okay? And so we're like, huh, I wonder if there's tickets still in it. Yeah. And literally, the lid opened right up, and there was an entire roll. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> an entire roll he of just tickets. Picked it up. Just picked it up, and we said, "Let's just walk inside." <laughs> we went over to the the ticket machine, stuck it in, and it just went and just sat there and sucked in the whole roll. We had like ten thousand tickets or something like that. Yep. All we did, we literally were. We, there was a parking lot in the back. We parked. We were coming around the building. There's the machine sitting next to the dumpster, and we just literally walked over to see if the lid was open on it. Pulled the lid right open, <laughs> and there was a whole roll of of tickets in there. And we were like, and "You walked in casually with the roll." Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was you ridiculous. Make, well, you didn't try making it look like you won those tickets. You just kept it Dude, as we a roll. We were like sixteen. We didn't care. We just. We were like, holy crap, there's a whole roll of tickets right here. And, like, Burning a hole in my pocket. We better go turn these in. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I was more shocked that they even just like took this machine and put it out back and left a whole roll of tickets in it. I'm telling you, like 10000 dude. We went and got a basketball. Like, you know, the crazy stuff that's too expensive for you to yeah. ever win. We went in and got that. Like, it yeah. was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the stuff that would cost, if it was real money, it would literally cost you $442 to buy a basketball. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what we went in and got. You get a pair of foam flip-flops that cost you $136. <laughs> Daddy, but, can I have that yeah, poster that, was... that cost the equivalent of 78 bucks? <laughs> it was crazy. And then they draw on it the next day. One more. Everybody, have you heard? This is pretty cool. So I think this is one step in the direction of us being able to fully compensate the athletes that make millions of dollars for the universities around this great country of ours. But um, it's based out of a uh, it's a story coming from Chicago. Intersport is the name of the marketing firm that's doing this. They're sponsoring a three-on-three basketball tournament that's going to be held at uh, in San Antonio at the Final Four this upcoming year. And the winners of this basketball tournament will win $100,000. Okay? Hmm. The people eligible to play in this tournament are only former college basketball players or current seniors i should say that have exhausted their eligibility and their team did not make the tournament mm-hmm. so they aren't playing in pre or postseason basketball they will be grouped up by their conference mm. so their teams will be kind of selected by this committee of people and it's going to be this three-on-three tournament held in chicago so people from the big 10 that are seniors that have exhausted their eligibility that aren't in the tournament will be able to get together and then put their names in the hat and then their names will be put on teams and people from the big 12 the same thing sec same thing really cool to watch and they get to come home with money because they're no longer amateur athletes they Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about this quote-unquote eligibility of you know Mm -hmm. this amateur status and all that bullshit which is all garbage so uh, i think it's really cool and it's funny i think it's coming out of chicago because Northwestern is where the university, the group of students at the University of Northwestern uh, came up with that labor law that they challenged where they could unionize. Oh, the yeah. football players could unionize. So it's they're definitely thinking about taking care of the college athlete. It's on the forefront of um, all Chicago area universities and things like that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And the growth and popularity of three-on-three basketball, that entire format. The big three thing we just talked about with mm-hmm. Ice Cube, Ice Cube and Lavar, uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. But that was popular, like it or not. It was something that had popularity and it got ratings. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but three on three basketball, that format will be in the next Olympics. You yeah. think? So, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 in. Wow, it's official. yeah. So I mean, it's something that's huge worldwide. What makes it so much better? That's just why like, are people so into consistent half court ball. 
Well, I yeah, guess, I mean, I get that I mean, you, you watch, play from one goal and all, and how it works, but I mean, is that I why? I mean, it if makes... you watch NBA basketball now, there's a lot more. Um, I don't even know if you'd call it fast breaks or just on the run. Ball. No, what you see in the NBA now is a lot of like spread out sets where there's one or two people doing a pick and roll or one guy going one on one with people just spread around the floor, just standing yeah. there waiting for a pass. Right. So. What it does is it's a little bit more entertaining to watch because there's yeah. always movement. No one on defense can be lazy. That's why I, as a basketball mm-hmm. purist, really like it. If you're lazy on defense and three on three, you're going to get back you. cut. Yeah. You're going to get back screened. You're going to end up picking your teeth up off the ground <laughs> because someone's going to hit you and you're not seeing it. Right. So I'll never forget when I played three on three basketball, and a couple of people listening will know what I'm talking about. It was at uh, Hoop It Up is what they used to call it. You ever heard of Hoop It Up? Mm-hmm. The trap country uh, nationwide traveling three-on-three tournament and they stopped in omaha one year and that's when i was going to university in nebraska and me and a couple of friends i was you still in basketball shape freshman in college just graduated so i was like okay i can let's do go this. do this let's do yeah. this so we get up there against you know it was, you had, your team was four people so one of my friends from my high school team came up and then a couple of buddies from nebraska that we didn't really play with very well anyway we ended up losing to this group of guys that they dominated us. They literally beat the hell out of us. They understood in the year 2000 how to play three-on-three basketball, how these guys play it now, yeah. and we just didn't. I mean, we were basketball guys, but mm-hmm. they were out there running plays and back cut. Oh, yeah. I mean, a strategy can go a lot farther than just raw skill. But if you saw these kids, like we walked up, one of them, uh, it was three white guys and a black guy, and one of them had a completely shaved head. One of them had the most beautiful mullet that you had ever seen. <laughs> One of them had... Beautiful the, is a choice word for that. Well, in these parts of the country, <laughs> it's, the right, it's the right word. So uh, one of them had a skullet. Okay, you know what a skullet... Just picture a mullet, mm-hmm. but then picture the crown, like a, just a circle out of the top of oh, the head yeah. shaved. So, skullet. And then one was an afro. Oh, my God. So we, we called them mullet, skullet, baller, and an afro. And we got just wiped off the court by mullet, skullet, baller, and an afro. <laughs> and it was something I'll never forget in my basketball career. This kid with the skullet hooping on us. Like, hooping. I'm wow. sure it was all just a get-up for the tournament. It was but unreal. That's and probably that was, not their normal life. Anytime I see three-on-three basketball, I think of those four dudes. And, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, that's the list for me. You got anything else? That's all I got. That's all you got? We're good. Word. Let's take it on to the guest segment. We're going to have somebody fun in for this for Who Is It. We'll catch you guys on the next one. (laughs) 